Well, how about let's talk about a time when uh, we can actually take shows on the road. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's. One day. That's it. <laughs> that, was the end of, that was the end of the sentence. <laughs> One day. Yes. <laughs> One day in the not too distant future. That's right. Yes. Cross those fingers. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because I do, en- I do enjoy the in-person stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. We miss the in-person. Yeah. We're very grateful and thankful that we're still able to do the work that we do and share yes. it with as many people as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty important. Uh, speaking of that, what's up next what's on the agenda for you for scheduling for human trafficking let's talk about some presentations coming up um okay so september 23rd at 2 p.m we're going to be talking about the intersection of sex trafficking and pornography Mm -hmm. and that's going to be a webinar and if you want to find out how to register you can always go to our website www.nchumantrafficking.org it's a pretty long website but it's it's our name so Mm -hmm. Um, but go there and go to uh, events, virtual learning, and they'll all pop up. Uh, September 30th, we're talking to, to parents and caregivers again about how to talk to kids about pornography and consent and boundaries. Mm. And really, we're just really trying to focus on giving parents and caregivers the tools they need yes. to do um, prevention work. Because mm-hmm. that's, that, that's what that's all about. Mm-hmm. Um, parents need to be on that same page. As we're talking to young people, we want to be sure that we talk to caregivers and parents and people who are in those those kids' lives as well. So that way we're all on the same level, mm-hmm. nice. the same preventative level, and that's what I like to hear. That yes. is fabulous. And, and in conjunction with that, and, and all, a lot of our work goes hand in hand, we will be um, presenting the Stewards of Children mm-hmm. uh, public training, which will also be virtual. And if you are interested in signing up for that, you can reach me at Curris. B18 at ecu.edu. Um, it is a public training. Anyone is allowed to do it. It is for free. All and of that is, is you, yes, our trainings are for free, which makes that even more fun um, because, boy, how can you, you know, you get entertained for the evening and still learn something new and you didn't, it didn't cost you a dime. So that will be September 24th from six o'clock to eight 30 in the evening um, for the public. And we will also be presenting October 28th and 29th. The Pitt County reconnect team Mm -hmm. uh, reconnect for resilience. will be offering a two day training eight to four on the 28th and 29th. And that's all about how to reset your nervous system when you are feeling stress. Yes. And uh, how do we deal with secondary stress and trauma. And that is also free for Pitt County residents. And if you're interested in that, you can also reach me at Teddy Bear. Again, the same email. CurrisB18 at ecu.edu. Do you have anything coming up down the pike that you are interested in presenting or what do you got going on? Well, I was going to mention, and I just wanted to say that I love that piece about um, consent. Mm-hmm. Because we talk about consent as well with the kids. Yeah. And it's just amazing to see them. They really, you can tell when they're really channeling in. Yeah. And so when we talk about consent, it's just not something that's generally talked about. It's and not, so yeah. what is consent? What's not consent? Mm-hmm. How questions to ask, are you okay with this? Do you want to go any further? Mm-hmm. Like they're sitting on weighted bated breath, like, 
okay, Miss Lewis, we can get down with that. I mean, they understand, like, these are simple, practical tools that are going to help you, whether yeah. you're male or female, but this is about a healthy relationship and how to communicate with your partner. So mm-hmm. we got to talk about your consent, our consent. And, That's right. You know, That's what I'm saying. Yes. I'm so excited. Yes. yes. Thank That's you. The that too. That yes. continual consent, because just because I consent one time doesn't does not mean, mean I consent yes. all the time. Yes. And I think that personally, I think because I am now a parent, uh-huh. um, and me learning about consent is relatively, well, I wouldn't say new, but okay. it, like as an adult, I learned about it. I'm okay, 34 right. now. Right. Uh, so I'm thinking that maybe some caregivers and some parents don't um, really know how to talk to kids about consent because they aren't 100% sure about what consent either because, is because they weren't taught the same thing. Absolutely. And I'm super excited to be able to be like, parents, caregivers, guess what? If you have any kind of questions about consent... This is what it is. This is what it is. This is this is not consent. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm really excited, and it'll also help them as caregivers be able to um, identify if their kids are being um, are not giving consent, but being possibly sexually assaulted or something like that, and they can know that okay, she or she or he or they did not mm-hmm. offer any kind of consent for this. I'm not gonna blame them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the root of the issue That's so amazing. i'm super pumped like i'm pumped about this last this one in september on september 30th yeah. sorry yeah. <laughs> yeah. well i think it's really exciting too because the other piece is is as grown-ups mm-hmm. as the significant grown-ups in the lives of youth mm-hmm. we give mixed messages about consent we do mm-hmm. we talk about Doing what adults tell you to do. Right. Because that's what's respectful. Right. But then we say, don't you let an adult yeah. touch you. Right. But you've already told mm-hmm. them and ingrained in children that we follow what adults that's tell right. you to do. That's so right. we have to change the language and the way we communicate with our children in regards to what does consent look like? Yeah. What does it sound like? What does it feel like internally when it's happening? Mm-hmm. All of those kinds of things and teaching the grown-ups who are the significant adults yeah. that we have to be very careful not to give mixed messages. Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, I always use the example of we, t- we talk about stranger danger, even though that's only 10% of the problem, Yeah, right? Exactly. We talk about stranger danger, but then we say, but on October 31st, go knock on the doors of strangers to get yourself some candy. Right. Mm-hmm. that's a little bit of a mixed message. Absolutely. Or, you know, go kiss Auntie yeah. Griselda, mm-hmm. and Auntie Griselda insists on, you know, kissing on the lips. Yeah. Right. Well, you do it because you've got to be respectful to mm. Auntie Griselda. Mm-hmm. Well, but that's not consent. Right. Yeah. We're right there. We just untaught uh-huh. uh, what consent is. So I would I love lot, for yeah. you guys to kind of give a little bit of that. Give us a little sneak pre- preview of what you tell um, youths at, at your level, uh-huh. at the high school and and college level. Yes. And give us a little sneak peek. So if you could do that real quick. Sure. Yeah. I love to teach consent to teens and young adults as pizza and fries. So the uh, pizza part is, just like you said, continual consent. So what I do, I, I'm getting chills talking about it. I, <laughs> I love, love it. it. And what I really wanted to do was to be able to partner with Mellow Mushroom mm-hmm. or some actual pizza-making place 
so that I could bring small groups of kids together and they could actually make the pizza, but you, you'll remember the lesson behind it as well. So what I generally would do is take the class, break them up, give them their ingredients, and the, the group would have to choose on three ingredients that everyone in the group uh, agreed on. So that's a task within itself. Mm -hmm. But then I'd throw a curveball. I'd say, but one person in your group is a vegetarian. One person in your group is vegan, and I had to kind of explain sometimes what vegan is. <laughs> but like, what's that, Miss Willis? Um, but they had to agree on the pizza because when you when you get together with a group and order a pizza, what's the first thing you ask? Mm -hmm. What are we going to get on the pizza? And what you might want today, if you order a pizza next month, you may want something different on it. So that continual consent. So yes. number one is everyone agreeing on what everyone in the group wants, and then being able to. Uh, let it resonate that oh okay well just because we've done it this way for so long doesn't mean that that's what we want to continue doing so that's the pizza part and that and that's when we talk about intimacy with mm -hmm. a significant other um and uh, then the fries part is that consent should be f freely given r reversible mm -hmm. i informed e um uh, it should be enthusiastic and s it should be specific Mm -hmm. So that's how we teach pizza and fries, and we talk about um, fries is touching my heart right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, yeah. that, just, that just hit home. Yeah, because yeah. yes. it's got enthusiastic in it, Bonnie Jean. Yes, yes. I'm not going to go into yes, and I yes. love having boys and girls in the mm -hmm. class because if your partner isn't giving you a yes, that's not consent. If uh -huh. it's a maybe, or if they didn't say anything at all, mm -hmm. or they're acting. Um, like they they're um, they don't want to do it or they're they're shy. Mm -hmm. You as especially as a young man, you need a yes. Mm -hmm. If you're if you're hesitant about that, that's when the are you comfortable? Do you want me to go any further? It'll save you a lot of trouble in the long run. You know to understand what consent is and understand what you need to be listening for to feel comfortable going forward. So um, I, I enjoy teaching and I do think that in that segment they're like. I get it, and this makes it because we have, I use manipulatives, and mm -hmm. um, they're able to just kind of make their own pizzas. I just love the idea of actually being in a mellow mushroom uh -huh. and then being able to make real pizzas. Yeah. But the idea behind it is the consent piece. Yeah. So that's wow. the way we teach it to teens and young adults. I'm loving that. So when we talk to caregivers or parents, um, we really hone in on practice what you preach mm -hmm. and that might be a hard message for some caregivers you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. but the truth is if you are telling all this all this giving all this information to your kids about um they can say no and they can change their mind and this is their boundary but then you don't respect those same boundaries mm -hmm. then they are not going to understand consent at all That's good. so we focus on encouraging parents and caregivers to practice what they are preaching. So that means, um, ask your kid, can I do this? Um, like if you have a younger kid and they're getting dressed, or can, can I put this shirt on you? Can I put your pants on? Um, and things like that. Uh, if you have older kids, they also need to be, you need to be practicing consent with them too, you Absolutely. know? Um, is it okay if, you know, we take you and get your hair cut or mm -hmm. something like that. Like, make sure that they have some type of bodily autonomy mm -hmm. um, and that you make sure that they're practicing that in your caregiving and parenting. Uh, that message of practicing what you preach is really big. And, of course, we're also going to encourage, like, the message of what consent is That's if good. caregivers don't know, you know. Um, and we have to intertwine uh, healthy relationships and boundaries and 
how to talk to kids about pornography into all of that because the media that their children are receiving does not look like a consent culture. Mm-hmm. Okay, it looks like not a consent culture. A lot of it is assault. Mm-hmm. It, it is looks the like assault. Opposite of consent. Yeah. It is assault. Um, yep. right. And so we have to talk to. We're going to talk to caregivers about that as well, and say and offer the idea that the media that kids are seeing, the media that they may be seeing, is counterintuitive to consent mm-hmm. or consensual behavior. And so to combat that narrative, the media or media outlets are sending out with, look, you may see this, but in reality, that is not what a healthy intimacy looks like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do not expect this, because if you expect that, especially if you're a young man, if you expect this is how it's going to turn out, mm-hmm. you're going to perpetrate um, sexual assault and you won't know any better. Right. So we're going to talk to caregivers about that as well, because it all has to go together. Right. I you know, and the the whole crux of this is opening the lines of communication. Of communication, yes. Opening the lines of communication, creating a culture of communication, mm-hmm. and talking about these things not as taboo, no, but yeah. normalizing the fact that it is okay to talk to our families, talk to our children, mm-hmm. talk to our relatives, talk to everyone about what healthy boundaries are. Exactly. Set the expectation. That's what we talk about mm-hmm. in our trainings as mm-hmm. well. Setting the expectation so that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. This is what we believe. This is what is okay for kids. This is what is safe for children. Mm-hmm. This is what is safe for youth. This is what keeps people safe and secure right. mm-hmm. and not violated by anybody. Right. Right. And that is how our children are going to learn to trust us, mm-hmm. to talk to us, mm-hmm. and it it removes barriers to reporting if we have these open lines of communication. It does right. because the... Sh- we're gonna go on, but the shame of exactly. uh, the shame that is associated with being violated or assaulted, um, those uh, survivors carry that with them, and if they're children, they're gonna carry that with them, and they're not gonna report um, their harms, mm-hmm. and they're not gonna get any help that they need if there isn't an open line of communication among uh, the caregivers and the children. Just for instance, um, I talk about sextortion a lot, and if a kid is scared to tell the, their parents they've been sextorted, which oftentimes is because they sent a picture mm-hmm. or sent an, uh, sent some materials, um, and they're scared to talk to their parent about it, guess what happens? It goes downhill really quickly for that child because they're not going to report it. They're not going to say anything about it. They're still going to be living with the trauma. They are likely going to be bullied. Um, and most of the time, those images are actually released. Mm-hmm. So the intervention is, can, and usually is the caregiver or the parent if the open line of, if the communication lines are open completely. Mm-hmm. So we are spending a lot of time encouraging caregivers and parents to open the, because it's up to them to really to open that line of communication. Mm-hmm. It really is. Well, and the other piece that, um, uh, you know, I hate to make a, a more serious conversation even more serious. Uh, the fact that if we don't address these things, if we don't open these lines of communication and we create barriers to the communication, then we're opening more opportunities for suicidal ideation, mm-hmm. right. 
or actual suicides. Yeah. And so that I mean that just came out in in a study right. today, mm-hmm. yesterday. I just posted it yesterday. Wow. Um regarding the the connection between sexual assault or sexual abuse mm-hmm. in in children and youth and suicide. Mm-hmm. There is a, a definite connection. So the reason being when it's not addressed when mm-hmm. it isn't buffered right. if the if the trauma isn't buffered if right. there is a barrier to communication between the supportive adults so there's another piece for us to really think about and when we do all of this in conjunction with each other we're creating a culture and a dynamic where wait a minute we're talking about this it's open there's trust there is no shame mm-hmm. because there's no secrecy right. and there is no blame mm-hmm. and therefore and i say this all the time in my training there's no seat at the table for a perpetrator right yes. because there's no vulnerability yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's what i oh and let's appear okay we we do not have i don't think this this podcast has it all day but <laughs> if we peel back the layers layer after layer and go straight to primary prevention that's what i'm talking about there bonnie you Jean. got it mm-hmm. That's what we're all about. That's what I'm saying. So, you know what we're going to do, right? Because there are three of us who are so emboldened to talk about this. We are loud and proud about talking about prevention. Oh, yes. And I always say to people, by the time I'm done with you, you're going to be happy and and comfortable talking about this as well. Uh, so we're all going to be invited to a lot of holiday parties because people want us to talk about this, and we're going to talk about it at their holiday parties. We're going to open up another opportunity for us to talk about it again mm-hmm. on another podcast. Awesome. Um, but what I really think would be a great idea is perhaps week three could collaborate on a, a, a troika, a perfection of yes a, of a, a training that we could put together from each of our um, aspects. What do you think? I absolutely. Love it. All right, so we're going to close out today's podcast by saying. This is our goal. This is what we're going to do. We're going to actually, we just roped Portia into that. We did. Wasn't that really nicely we done? We really pressured yeah, her. We didn't, we didn't, <laughs> she didn't even look like her arm was broken. <laughs> yep. That was consent, people. She consented to participate with us without mm-hmm. any type of extortion whatsoever. None. So None that is the way we get, we get it done. We mm-hmm. get it done. And uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to move great. forward with that, and we'll keep people um, posted. I know. Can I say stay tuned? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> there you go. All right, everybody. Have a happy afternoon, and I'm sure we will be podcasting from the porch again sometime soon. <laughs> <laughs>